0: to get started, visit plushcare.com dot slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com dot slash weight loss.
1: No, no, no! You have like it's, it's not a show. It's a, um, it's Brendan, Brendan, what's name? The Irish comedian um brendan grace brendan grace that's
2: it yeah 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, a, that's a great one i recommend anyone's <laughs> listening check out brendan grace on youtube he passed away a few a few years ago didn't he yeah 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 yeah
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah. that happens um <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just well out of the road mortality for a second there to start a podcast <laughs> yeah brilliant
2: all right, everyone's <laughs> gonna die. What's the fucking point of this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, just a, a, yeah. a quick one on on what this episode is and and what it's kind of going to be about. I asked on Instagram and I can't remember if we said it in the last podcast that we did. Um I don't think that we did. Um, I think so. It's it's been really nice that these episodes that myself and yourself are doing. It's getting some really really nice feedback. So first of all I I want to thank people who've gotten in touch uh, to say some really nice positive and just some really nice things about the podcast we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um cool because I I love doing these podcasts um with with you own and it's nice that people are enjoying them and interested in the topics that we talk about and things like that. But it's it's also been the most interactive um podcasts that they've done so people are getting in touch giving us their opinions so we kind of want to make that like even bigger if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. um the idea here is that we're going to try and make these episodes that myself and own are doing uh, more interactive we want you to give us the topics for or to give us things talking points to talk about during these episodes Mm -hmm. so i put a little if anybody who listens to this podcast follows us on instagram I put a little message out saying, if you can suggest some topics for myself and own, that would be fantastic. We've obviously, we've spoken about Irish tea. We've spoken about um, Irish pubs abroad, you know, wh- whatever it is, Dublin bus. Uh, and they've been great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally random, but uh, very great. Now, the topics can be related to Ireland, uh, but they don't have to be. Um, and in fact, I'd encourage people to just send in whatever topic comes to mind whatever topic mm-hmm. you want to even it can be the most random thing in the world and i do have some topics that people have already sent in that we'll we'll talk about in this um we do need a name for a specific name for this type of show and if anybody has any ideas you can also make a suggestion
1: <laughs> are you Hi. are you just are you just farming out the whole thing now you're, yeah. like, you're just so the the, lead, the the minimum you're going to do is sit down in front of a microphone and let the listeners do everything else. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I, that they're good listeners.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they're
2: they're not fucking more intelligent than I am anyway. Um, yeah, I, I we I did have an idea for a name which was something like I I can't remember where I heard this. Um, mm. we we might run with that. And um, mm. just because I think. In a few episodes, I have said quite a number of times random facts, <laughs> and I have uh, also said I can't remember where I heard this. So yeah, let's just yeah, say yeah. some outlandish statements have been made.
1: Yes, and I, I think I think it, it's encompassing of 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 the whole um, feel of the the podcast. But uh, like you said, the listener is probably a lot smarter than us, so I'm 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 totally up for suggestions.
2: All right, I'm going to go to our first suggestion for a topic that some was sent in by. Uh, Pedro, Pedro. And Pe- Pedro got in touch with us and uh, let me see his message here. So Pedro suggested the topic. And I, this was brilliant. I absolutely <laughs> love this. He said he's at the funny peasant on Instagram. Uh, he said, why are chicken fillet rolls so important for Irish people's mental health?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yes. Pedro, is Pedro an anthropologist? Because he, he's really, he's seen the inner workings of Irish society to a degree that people a lot may not see. It's, it's the minutiae of Irish society is between those two bits of bread.
2: Can we take a quick second to just talk about chicken fillet rolls for a minute? Um, and, and here's something that I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I really wanted <clears> to try and talk to a food expert. And uh, that uh-huh. can talk to What's us. What's a about food it?
1: expert? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a chef?
2: <laughs> that doesn't have to be a chef. It couldn't be someone who's like a journalist. Like I don't know. Um, sorry, go on. Yeah, chef. Uh, yeah, okay, a chef, but also someone yeah. who knows about the history of food, the culture of food. Sure.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Because here's something interesting. Mm.
1: Um,
2: I always say that Ireland has no food culture. Mm-hmm. Now people have made an argument against that. And I think actually they might be to some extent, right. It's Mm -hmm. not that we have, we don't have a food culture. It's that we don't talk about food the way they do in other countries. We Mm -hmm. don't big it up. We don't, we don't talk about the intricacies of the food. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, as many people know, my partners from Barcelona and in, in Catalonia, they have this thing where um they like, it's not like a festival, but every year when a specific vegetable grows, which is like, kind of like a leek onion, mm. but basically they put it on the barbecue and everybody talks about it for like, it's nonstop. Like, are you coming around to my house? They call it cal I And like, mm-hmm. are you coming around to the house for a barbecue? We'll do this. And I remember was being with a group of people over there and they were talking about it and talking about it. It's like, oh, the cal sots, cal And I was like, geez, this must be like, I was, I hadn't in my head, I was like, this must be the best thing in the world. <laughs> and then, and then I realized that it's basically just an onion. Uh-huh. And I was like, but I was like, you, you guys, you fucking love these. Onions. I've never heard <laughs> people talking more about an onion before in my life. And it's just a different culture because they, yeah. they talk about <clears throat> it. They're animated. They love it. They really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Flip that on the other side. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. um, Recently, a person came from uh, another country here and I didn't know where to bring them for food. So we ended up just going into a pub that did a carvery. And for anybody who's listening, the carvery is, you know, it's very basic meal. It's uh, like either roast chicken, roast beef or or turkey, maybe potatoes roast potatoes some vegetables mm. and gravy or like some type of it's sauce it's like it's like a
1: buffet it's a, it can be like a buffet as well it's it's one of those things it's not like you order off the menu it's it's all prepared in front of you you go up and you're like can i have some of that 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 and that please and then they're like there you are yeah yeah but cl- it's a classic classic for like sunday lunches in pubs a lot of people exactly. do exactly
2: so <clears> i i didn't have like i was a bit worried that this person wasn't going to like it because i thought this is very basic you know this type of food in the end He loved it. And he was talking about the beef and he's like, you know, I can tell that this beef has been cooked for, you know, it's been slowly cooked for maybe around 24 hours. And he started talking about the spices that they used on the beef. And I was like, I've never heard anybody talk about a carvery this way before. And like passion, with such passion. Then I realized, hang on a second. It's Irish people just don't talk with passion about food. Mm -hmm. It could Mm -hmm. be for a whole host of reasons. Uh, maybe to do with, you know, it's it's kind of seen as uh, talking too too well about yourself. you like, yeah, people didn't have food. <clears> so <throat> if you were like, oh, I had such a lovely meal yesterday, then people might be like, like no, fuck, fuck you. you.
1: I had a spot and I was grateful for it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So that could be where it comes from. Anyway, going back to chicken fillet rolls. I think chicken fillet rolls might be. Uh, we need to start talking about this the way the Italians talk about lasagna, the way, <laughs> the way the Spanish talk about paella. Chicken fruit yeah. rolls are delicious. Uh, I wouldn't say nutritious, but uh, there, it's it's a it's a weird cult culture within Ireland.
1: I, I absolutely, but there's a there's a part of this as a part. I was thinking about this. There's a part of it that is missing it, it like I, i'm with you all the way with saying like we should talk about it it's it's the it's the um the uh, uh lexicon we choose uh when we're talking about food we can definitely up the game there and 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 bring it to a whole new level but chicken baguettes are very important the thing we're missing is if you go to uh, a little tiny little pizza place in the middle of italy like a fucking tiny little doorway pizza place. It's going to be some of the best pizza in the world because it, they just like making it. There is a very big divide between uh, the quality of chicken baguette you get in places. It's universally known, well, Irish universally known, that people love their chicken baguettes. Get a, can I get a spicy chicken? Can I get some iceberg lettuce, some mayo, and some cheese? There you go, that's my in- ingredients. Um, but what you find is you go to so many delis and some delis, spars now are good for instance, Fucking fresh cut red onion, nice clean cheddar, not gone dry, mayo that hasn't got a weird yellow fucking film on top of it anymore. Or you can go to the one next door and that onion has been there for two days and you know it, that onion is as fucking dry as sand. So the, like there's a weird mishmash of like, if we all know chicken baguettes are good and we all love eating them. Why is it that some places don't give a flying fuck about the quality of their food when they make it?
2: Because we don't talk about it. Oh, and uh-huh. this is, we have to start talking about chicken filter rolls as if mm-hmm. they are the greatest thing that that God's greatest gift. And yep. the reason <laughs> I used to work, um, I used to work around the corner from a Dun stores and I'd go in there for and just grab a sandwich or whatever from the deli. Yeah, And the, uh, the odd time, it was always a huge queue um, for the deli at around one o'clock and it was around uh, an English language school. So there was a lot of uh, foreign people, you know, in ordering food and they, they, they don't understand the concept of a chicken fillet roll, but Irish people do. So there's a system. That maybe we should talk about first. Mm. Uh, Actually, we should just describe
1: exactly what we haven't described what it is yet. Though for those who may not be listening abroad, what are the what are the basics? First, what is the basic ingredients of it, and then what is the process? Mark, please walk us through it. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> I can't believe this is what I'm doing. Um, this
1: is great. This is a great suggestion. Pedro, was it? Pedro gives a suggestion. Pedro, great topic, Pedro. We, we haven't talk even about got to
2: actually what Pedro really referenced, which was Irish people's <laughs> mental health and chicken fillet rolls. But we'll get there, Pedro. We will. We we'll promise. There, yeah. Um, so, chicken fillet roll. It's as you said. It's a it's a baguette. Um, a, well, like what, about thirty centimeters long baguette. Uh, <laughs> Paint the picture,
1: a, Mark. Paint the picture.
2: I filled with a warm, um. Chicken fillet, which is a breaded chicken. So it's like yep. southern fried chicken. Yep. Um that's you know sliced up and put into a roll, and you normally add some type of lettuce or tomato. Basically, everybody has their own unique way of mm-hmm. eating a chicken filler rolls. But the base obviously mm-hmm. the basic ingredient is uh, chicken fillet and either butter or mayonnaise or both. And that is the first question that you get asked when you order a chicken fillet roll. And when it's but like, when you don't know that, that's what people freak out about. So when confused. I was in the stores at the queue, I'd sometimes if I was standing beside someone, I'd actually have to explain it. Um, because <laughs> the person who's serving them, they also it's quite unique. They have zero patience. <laughs> so you get like a, a, a Dubliner, you know, working there at the chicken at the deli. And the first thing they go is pour mayo. And the person is like, excuse me? And I pour them out. (laughs) And you can see them getting like less and less patient. (laughs) And it's already there's friction already. So there's a little bit of panic in this (laughs) ordering. Yeah. The person like then uh, eventually will understand and will choose. uh, And for most people, they'll choose probably mayonnaise. And then they'll say spicy or or whatever, plain, spicy or plain. Mm. And then that's Mm. another question that you have to ask. So do you want spicy chicken or do you want basically not spicy chicken?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. So they're the two first questions that you're going to get. For anybody who's listening doesn't know how to order a chicken fillet roll. These are the two questions that you'll get is butter or mayonnaise, but that will be butter or (laughs) mayo. And then. Then it'll be spicy or plain. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah. you got to go. They're the first fast two hurdles because for first some reason, hurdles. if you don't answer those questions really quickly, they get pissed off really quickly. I don't but know why that but is. It's,
1: but it's also you understand why you understand why it's fa- fast. Because two, two. Okay, the layman, the person who's never done before, they are like, "Oh, what culinary journey are we on here? What? what we're in dialogue with the person behind the counter. We're creating something together." That's not what's <laughs> what happening for the Irish people. For the Irish people, it's like. Those questions are fucking loaded in the gun. They're in the barrel. You know the answer: butter or mayo? Mayo straight away, no question. I never take butter. Why are you fucking crazy? Spicy or plain? Spicy. What do I look like? A fucking fellow who can't take the spice? Like these questions <laughs> are. You're ready for the answer. It's like it's a ping pong. It's it's ping pong communication. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that and, and um, if if you don't give the direct answer that you've always given for every fucking time you've been asked it in your life. Being an Irish person, or a person who eats these baguettes, it confuses the other. So you are like, why? Because it, it must the person behind the counter must be like, you are fucking with me, right? You are messing with me. Why are you messing with me? Just tell me which one. I I'd,
2: I'd love to go in one day and just confuse the shit out of them, and mm. go uh, if they're like butter and mayo, they go actually pesto, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spicier. L- lightly crumbed spice, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe there's there's there is a market for really posh chicken fillet rolls. Anyway, there hundred think- percent is.
1: There, hundred percent is. I uh, there, uh, No, I forget that. I had a story, but I won't even get into it. Um, so there's so <laughs> You go. In, you go into the journey. You go into the journey of like, uh, and then, so you get those. You get past those two hurdles. Then it gets a bit more routine. You you're asked what lettuce do you want? Any vegetables? Things like this. And then the next thing that you is 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 interesting to watch uh, is the packing technique for every deli person. Mm. So there's like there's somebody who gives a great care and attention, and the, the chicken is nicely sliced. And then the cheese, if you're getting cheddar, like sliced cheddar, the cheese is placed on top of the chicken. There's enough of a gap that you put the salad on the other side, and then maybe there's a sprinkling of of whatever, like pepper or whatever you want on it. Uh, or you get the fellow who. Fucking comes in with an axe, slams <laughs> that chicken into any fucking kind of cutting it can take. It is just placed onto the bread Then the chicken cheese is placed on top of that. And then the lettuce is, is hopefully clinging to the sides of the bone itself because it is just like a fucking it's like somebody threw it from a distance into the baguette. And then they wrap it as tight as possible, hoping it stays together.
2: <laughs> I get little mini you know, palpitations and panic attacks when I see them. <laughs> putting the chicken in and then i've so the process is i'm, I'm just going to go through this one last time sorry for yep. for like boring people this is important. Here, but this it's, is, it's it's, it's important. educational yeah butter and mayo first question uh a spicier plain, right then <sighs> they'll ask do you want any salads and then you can say "Oh, i want i know the way cheese is considered a salad but you, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can like have like Cheese, which is grated cheese, uh, maybe coleslaw, lettuce, tomato, pepper, whatever you want. You can choose as many or as little as you want. You don't have to have any salads if you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they'll do is they'll ask that question. And then, as you say, everybody has different techniques. So some people will put the salads in first and then the chicken on top. Mm-hmm. And I have seen in some places they'll fill so much salad in that I'm like, where the fuck is the chicken going to go?
1: yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: but you're like you're assuming this person knows what they're doing so i'm not going to question their chicken fillet roll making ability uh but i'm really and then they basically give you a roll which is a salad roll that is it's like got chicken around it as opposed mm-hmm. to in it mm-hmm. um and then the final question that you will get asked is do you want that cut in half <laughs> Yeah. They won't say, yeah, yeah. by the way, uh, you know, they won't say, do you want this cut in half? They'll say, do you want that cut in half? Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know why it's that, but it should be this. But do you want that cut in half. And you can say, I-, I don't know why it has to be cut in half. I've never really, I guess that makes it an easier eating experience. Um, yeah. Anyway, More they'll manageable. ask you if you want to cut in half. And then they'll wrap it up in some some paper and they'll stick a price on. I'm not going to get into the price of a chicken fillet roll these days. Uh, extortionate. <laughs> But that's that's for another uh, another day. Um, How is it linked to mental health? Well, most of the time, chicken fillet rolls are eaten when you're hungover.
1: Yes, morning, morning after.
2: So I think a chicken fillet roll is really the equivalent of an emotional hug. Mm. Like you've had a few too many pints. Mm -hmm. You kind of regret it. Mm-hmm. You're not so hung over that you're getting sick in the toilet or anything, but you, you just need no, you some can, food. You can handle
1: food. You can handle food. In fact, you can be a bit creative with your food. You you're going in for choices. You're like, I'll have this, this, and this. You're willing. You're 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 on that level. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's not, it's not the type of food. It's not like McDonald's or like uh, a greasy burger. So from somewhere, it's not good for you, but it's not categorized as junk food
1: no yeah
2: primarily because there is a little bit of salad in the roll there's
1: a bit of green on top of it yeah 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 yeah. The, the, uh, yeah
2: and eating it feels soothing so I think that why why, basically Pedro's question was why is chicken fillet roast so important for Irish people's mental health I think knowing that it's there it, it, it's kind of like a granny
1: mm-hmm you
2: mm-hmm. know, you don't really talk very much, but <laughs> <laughs> knowing that she's there, in my case, she's not there, just, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, knowing that she's there, even you know, if you have to go and light a candle and, and, and talk to her <laughs> in that way, uh,
1: it's a, comfort. That she's it's, there, a it's
2: a comfort thing, it's a comfort yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Maybe granny was a bad. Uh, no, no, reference. no, no,
1: we'll stick with that. That's, that's, that's good. So, like, the, the baguette, the, the chicken fillet roll is the granny of Irish foods. Yeah. Perhaps
2: I think if it might be a good thing to do, put on, you know, the way if you live in Ireland for five years, you can become a citizen of Ireland. Um, I'm not sure if you have to do a citizenship test, but perhaps it would be like, it would be good if that was the test, you know, mm. like your driving test or something. The citizenship would be guy from the the citizenship office accompanies you to Spar, and it's like, yeah. okay, in you go. Uh, <laughs> order order a chicken fillet roll, please.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And and we'll assess you on your ordering of the chicken fillet roll. And if you can do it without any problems, you're in. I think, genuinely yeah, really think that it. like if you can do that, then it means that you, you really understand and get, and you're a part of Irish culture.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
0: Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: But it's interesting how it became, because here's the thing, right? I would say the the chicken fillet roll is something that was probably, it must have been created in our lifetime. Like it wasn't a thing back in the 80s.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you don't see any... uh pictures of
1: Michael, <laughs> Colin, Mike, Michael, <laughs> Michael Collins not, and the lads. Yeah, De Valera like unwrapping a chicken fillet roll between fucking speeches. No, 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 no. Yeah, like, I, it's I, not... I,
2: I, you're right because like you don't even, not even in the in the 50s or 60s you'd see images of people with chicken fillet rolls.
1: No, 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 you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you... it's not like they went in and they, they went to the counter and they're like, I'd have... Hind, hinned peas and dried fucking apricots and chicken fillet roll, spicy, please. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think it was it was there. It, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was the early thousands when the Delhi the Delhi boom began because it came with the Delhi. It's 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 hand in hand with the Delhi the Delhi uh, economy. Uh, so Spar was was must have been coming up Centra. Uh, uh where where else would you go? Uh, Texaco if you're at the petrol station. Um and I'm gonna say there's a precursor. I'm gonna say there's a precursor to the to chicken fillet roll. That was the breakfast roll.
2: Yeah. You the are breakfast on, roll on, came on first. To, you're onto one here. I'm doing some research here. <laughs> I have found uh, I Googled when were chicken fillet rolls invented. Um
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm laughing like a fucking duck today. Sorry.
2: Uh, six years ago the baguette as a lunch roll came on the market in 1998 in the breakfast roll scene prior to that you had a choice bap or soft roll baguettes before this time were meter long french baguettes and were usually used for home sandwich making as they could cut to whatever length was needed during the mm-hmm. 80s, you could get garlic pizza rolls from Superquin. They were a selection of long French baguette, blah, 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 blah. This is like the longest answer to that question. That's crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> Then another comment. It was originally used as a club to fend off the Romans. Um, <laughs> and then did a little Googling and found out it disappeared from history until Brian Brew discovered the recipe leading to the decisive Irish victory at Clontarf um
1: <laughs> very good
2: uh this there there's a whole long thread here to be honest own we had planned on talking about a lot of different things uh, yeah people yeah, yeah. have sent in lots of different uh options but chicken fillet rolls uh should we move on
1: go on go on what, what time is it <laughs> yeah all right yeah. keep going keep
2: going <laughs> sure we'll have time to get through all of the suggestions guys but I really really appreciate you sending them in um let's go with another one uh, da, da, so, the irresistible allure of the spoons as a trad instrument, from where did they come from? So, I think that what that means, and that was column that sent that in. Um, column, thank you so much for sending that on. Um, spoons, basically trad music. Some people play the spoons, which is, it is what it sounds like. It's, it's a person who uses Two spoons as an instrument. Let me see if I can just find someone playing the spoons here. Hang on a second, oh and we can throw this on.
1: Love the Irish traditional music. All right. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna jump straight into this topic and say. And I know we're open for conversations that aren't Irish, so this is fine. We can still talk about it. But I'm going to say the spoons aren't for like really connected Irish trad. I think you get a bit of it, but the bar on is far more common for, for for the the kind of percussion side of things. I would say, all right, you have you have the Google in front of you there. I'm going to take another stab and say the spoons are Cajun. I got a feeling they're like fucking New Orleans kind of. Vibe.
2: Well, definitely from there. Anyway, just listening to that. Um...
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe my <laughs> maybe my suggestion is is skewed from what we just <laughs> heard. But uh... yeah. Like first of
2: all, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, spoons are used as a musical instrument in cultures around the world. Playing the spoons may have originated in England, as playing <laughs> the bones, in which the convex sides of a pair of sheep rib bones. Wow, are rattled together in the same way. Spoons are also used in Russian, Turkish, Greek. And Canadian folk music.
1: So, Absolutely none of it was Cajun. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I, think, I think you just have chicken in your mind, Cajun chicken.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's it.
2: So yeah, basically the spoons, they don't really seem to be Irish at all. I have been in what you would call a trad session, though, and some normally L fella um uh, or L L one, old woman, old man will be playing the spoons. It's quite mm. impressive. It's kind of like a party trick.
1: Yeah. I can imagine they're not too difficult to learn. I can imagine you just, if you mess around with a couple of spoons on your leg for a week, you'd be pretty good at the spoons.
2: It takes a specific type of person to do that though. Like, to, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially these days when there's so much distractions. I can understand back in the day when there was literally nothing to do. Maybe you had to like a, a whole winter stuck inside, no TV, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And no money even. And you're like, fuck, uh,
1: what and do I just have? Get the, a couple of you
2: spoons. get the spoons and you're like, well, yeah. I might as well learn how to play the spoons here.
1: My lob these um, off my leg for a while, see what happens. If well, I, get a I think
2: out of it. these days, if you're doing that, then my God, fair play, fair play.
1: <laughs> we want a um, the next one.
2: Yeah, we'll take another one. Uh, yeah. Z sent this in, and it's a very different topic. Uh, but let's just let's go with it. Let's see what where it ends oh, up. Go it. Um, yep. And it's he wanted us to talk about the difference between art and commercial art. Um, so I have I have no fucking clue here, right? But I can give it a go. Um, well, what what are your thoughts on it?
1: Art and commercial art. Uh, and that okay? Do we do we have any examples? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what commercial art would be like? I don't know, did, did, are we talking about, like, uh, this, like graphic designers? Are we talking about people who are, like, doing web design? Are we so talking about my... people who, like, interior design for, for companies? Like, you can be imbued, like, like there's some, like, out by what is the Grand Canal, there's some beautiful fucking buildings and internal, like, art uh, choices in there, which is commercial? Yeah, I don't know. I think that,
2: to me, that question is, like, is it really art if it's commercial? So, ah, okay. Yeah, it, that's what that's what comes to my mind. I'm not saying that this is, um, but if you create, imagine you're, I don't know, a writer or a painter or whatever, whatever it is, mm. like that, that. That the best art comes from an emotion that you have, right? Mm-hmm. I think most most art is a, it's actually a form of communication. And it's communicating something to you. Um And we can all interpret art in, in our own way. So that's the kind of beauty of it. So you might be creating art from um some type of emotion. Let's say it's a song. I listen to that song, but it, I connect to that song in a different way because it communicates. Uh, I have my own life experience, etc. But I, I, again, it's like a, a, a medium of communicating this emotion or an emotion.
1: Sure, sure, but, sure. Sorry, go on, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But if you pay someone to create something, I tell somebody what to create, then it's kind of like fake art.
1: No, oh, geez I'm actually full
2: of shit. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's good. No, no, fine, you know it. Uh, uh, I think um, <laughs> I, I would, I disagree. I would think, okay, yeah, of course, there's some just like heartless shite out there, that is like that. It's like like the equivalent of paid by numbers like oh if i do this this and this it's going to be arty and people are going to think it's nice and da da da. Um, and that's becoming more like there's there's lots of apps and 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 um and books out there to tell you what catches people's eyes and how to be you know <clears throat> artistic without being artistic but the same as can be said with regard you know what you're saying like just making something and somebody asking the same can be said for like a lot of like successful artists it's there you forget about it but like a lot of people who are like considered one of the greatest artists you know ever it was their job it was their business to make art painters were commissioned by all sorts of people to make art they were did it on their own but they were paid for it because they sold a lot of it <clears throat> the whole fucking point was to to sell it so like at the end of the day if you're good at it and it can be appreciated whether it's for money or not. Um I, I think I think it's it it still has worth, you know. Um and I think I think you can even if you're being paid to create art um and your heart isn't in it, but it's still interesting and it's still got a, a flair of uniqueness to it because you, you like a person created it, like from their own, you know, catalog of 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 creativity. It's cool that we're witnessing something new and interesting, you know. So I would think that art is art, commercial or not, to a general degree. I'm also I've just realized I'm I've I also just realized that I'm full of shit as well. (laughs) So so, we should still make it right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that maybe we should just preface this like when people get in touch. Like obviously, we're not experts really on anything, so. Yep. Um, when you want us to talk about things, don't expect like, actual knowledgeable feedback on stuff. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> Claire got in touch. and we, yeah. We've already spoken about tea before, but I thought she brought up an interesting point. Uh-huh. Claire got in touch. She, just, I want, she said, it's really interesting that people like are big into tea in Ireland, like big tea drinkers. I know coffee has become probably even more prevalent now, but like typically... A lot of mm. uh, a lot of people will drink tea in Ireland, which is black tea mm. with a little bit of milk. But there's no tea shops or nowhere that you go, um, outside of the house to you know, for a cup of tea, like mm. the same way that you that meet someone at a at a, a cafe for coffee. Mm.
1: It's an interesting, yeah, very one. true, very true. Uh, I think I think give it give it a few years and there will be because they're trending more and more. Like Copenhagen, where I live in Copenhagen, tea is more common now like you're getting more places doing tea uh like like being known to do tea more than coffee uh so i think it'll come around in ireland but that's not the topic here the topic is why have we not made tea um like a a bigger thing in ireland i think i think it's because tea is generally considered like something you do to catch up with someone in a very personal way so it's normally you enter the kitchen and someone goes "Will i put on the kettle Mm. you know so I think we've just kind of never because you don't like you don't we never made that leap of like the social like the the catch up the way we do proper old catch ups in Ireland with tea never made a jump to like being a business idea coffee was because coffee is not an Irish thing coffee shops and everything we just stole that from London and France you know
2: I think I don't see it becoming popular here ever um and I think it's because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because tea is kind of like what you're saying there it's a very family home based thing Um, mm. like I can make and, and also I think typically people make tea the way they want it and most yeah. people can manage that that's like, a
1: very good point that's a very good point mm. yeah yeah, the way you have your tea and like and and let me reiterate or let me uh, just clarify the places I'm talking about that are p- popular with tea aren't like picking, um, you know, hi, can I get a can I get a cup of tea with a drop of milk, please? It's like I'll have the lemon tea with a bit of mango and you have any uh, fucking bird beak and some cinnamon, please. You know, like it's proper herbal mad flavoured tea. They're the ones that are getting popular here. That
2: I yeah, they are good. They're, those teas, I mean, you can't, you can't have, I do remember like going down to my my granny's house when I was younger and it was just, I I don't know if they didn't trust the water out of the tap or something, but it was just a cup of tea after a <laughs> cup of tea after a cup of tea um, mm. and you would leave the house physically shaking um, because I wasn't <laughs> used to having that many cups of tea in one day. Yeah. Yeah, be yeah, like ah, yeah. oh, you'll, you'll have a cup of tea there like oh, yeah, okay and then you you literally just finish it you want a, a what they call a hot drop hot mm. drop being yeah. just putting an, an extra like half a cup of tea into your into your cup so you're never actually empty of tea yeah and um, and yeah if you're not used to drinking that much tea physically shake but um <laughs> the other teas like peppermint and lemon and ginger and stuff you have to be kind of in the mood. You have to be like you're doing a dry July at the moment. I'm sure you're having a few different types of tea experimenting with different liquids. Um, but for, for those yeah, of us you're right,
1: are. I'm, I'm doubting. I'm doubting different liquids on mass to see if I get any buzz off it.
2: <laughs> well, what I like to have after dinner, I like mm. to have or around dinner time, I like to have some type of drink. Um, mm. And during COVID, that probably, unfortunately, became an alcoholic drink. But if mm-hmm. I don't, if I'm not drinking alcohol, I would have a cup of tea because I just need something that's not water, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And something that's kind of soothing. Something that's Yes, like-
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's the granny. It's the Irish granny of liquids. So we have the Irish granny of foods, which is the baguette, the chicken, chicken fillet roll. And we have the Irish granny of liquids, which is a hot cup of tea.
2: Yeah. And me and you right I, we're, we're going to start making a statement here. We're going to be mm. proud of these things. And we're going to talk about them like the fucking Italians and French yes. and all of these people. They talk about you know what? Fuck their fancy pizzas and, you know, mm, filet au mignon and all this kind of ch- yeah. shy chicken fillet yeah. rolls. Uh Chicken fillet rolls. Um uh, beautiful delicacy washed down with a scalding (laughs) hot cup of tea where else would you get it you like quality
1: standing standing in a bus stop trying not even waiting for the bus because it's probably not coming and the rain's coming (laughs) down you smell you smell the earth In the air with the raindrops, and you wanted to have the baguette, the chicken fillet roll at home, but it's it's too wet to go walking. So you eat it there under the bus stop, and you have a nice cup of tea with it. I mean, where where honestly, where would you where else would you want to be? Where else would you want to be? (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right, changing the topic completely. Right. Yeah. Um, Laura, I got in touch. Laura, Laura. Um, I think it might be Laura. Um got in touch and wanted us to talk about um she referenced the fact that my my partner uh runs uh she found out I, I guess through Instagram or whatever. Or anyway, um runs a, a sustainable clothing business. Yeah. Uh, and so she was asking about my and our opinions on sustainability and sustainable clothing. We're not going to go down to sustainability sustainability in general. I would like to Mm -hmm. talk to someone, though, who could teach us how to live a more sustainable life. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I think things Mm -hmm. like that. It's just sometimes you think about these things, right? And I was not so long ago, a couple of years ago, maybe, I just had the realization, a stupid realization, that, you know, when I was growing up, we lived... Not in a huge, hugely more sustainable way, but a more sustainable way. I remember like things like <laughs> my mother would uh, make Christmas jumpers for us, and that was a present.
1: Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm.
2: so, but that act, like when it was the last time that you would make somebody a, a present, um, I think that's you know a little bit more sustainable. Also, mm-hmm. bars of soap. When I was younger, you always used a bar of soap. Now it's all like shower gels Liquid. that come in packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, at what point did I change from the bar of soap to the? And I didn't make a conscious. I felt like almost like an unconscious move from bars mm-hmm. of soap. So I'm I'm back using bars of soap. So it's interesting, yeah. like little things that you can do to maybe just be a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit more sustainable. Um, but yeah, sustainable clothing. It's 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 actually pretty. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree, I agree, I agree. I think, I think the clothing industry is mad. Um, I think if you can buy secondhand, sure, absolutely, why not? There's some amazing quality stuff out there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it doesn't take much to look into, like, w- w- what what quality is this? Where did it come from? I think you can just do a little bit of research and you, you find out a lot and be like, oh, actually, if I just buy that. And also wear the shit out of something wear something good quality and wear the shit out of it wear something that will last you and just wear Mm. the wear till it dies wear till it's absolutely gone yeah don't get something no need to get something new if that thing already works you know
2: wear the same pair of pants for six months you know I. I, you might smell bad but that is (laughs) fucking sustainable that's sustainable man jeez
1: that is like that is Like you can shower in them. I mean, it's as good as a wash. I mean, just
2: never take your pants off. Um, never take that your pants is...
1: off. Uh, you're, great, you've great you've great
2: been world. sustainable, I think, just through and through for a long time. I remember when we were in Australia, uh, we were walking down the road once and there was just like a jacket on, on the floor, on the ground. Mm. We were just walking mm-hmm. down the street and someone, had just, I don't know, whatever, left a jacket there. And you tried it on and you're like, geez, I look good in this. And then that was your new jacket.
1: <laughs> I, wish you told, I wish you had told that story in a different way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. what I'm saying. That, that's positive. That was back in 2011, maybe. That yeah, yeah. their sustainability at its at its best.
1: Yeah. Secondhand, man. I'm telling you, it's second quality. It's great stuff.
2: Yeah. Even if, Guys, on if, the you've floor-
1: na-
2: if you've managed to listen through all of this absolute horseshit for however long we've been talking, uh, thank you so much for making it this yeah. far. Um, what we want to, to do, Owen, is we want to get people to get in touch with us, send us these absolutely random topics for us to talk about. And we want you know if you want to send us a voice note, even better that so then we can actually play that on the podcast oh, that as would well. Be
1: brilliant! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to hear hear people's suggestions, like actually hear what they're they're thinking, and it'd be great because then they, like we can hear the tone and be like, oh, okay, this is a, this is how you wanted this. Like, yeah, that'd be really interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Please we want to that. make
2: it. We want to make these episodes fun for for you, but also you know, fun for us, fun for you, fun for everybody, um, and that's just the idea, but it. it's just a bit of light, easy to listen to horseshit, basically.
1: <laughs> are, you uh, it, are you Yeah.
2: What, what a pitch. Um <laughs> Owen, thanks so much.
1: Thank you, sir.